Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 332 covering Detained and Vox Sola with Caitlin Purdy. Sorry, I lost Dave's voice track. Hi, friends. You are getting a rare treat here. Uh, the, everyone's here in the same room together. Yeah. This is, I mean, this has to have happened at some point, probably at a live show. or. We usually don't get this with guests, though. Yeah. Caitlin's here. It's the first time for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's nice. Welcome. We can, you know. We can talk amongst mm-hmm. ourselves and look at each other. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna no. Look down on my notes. Eyes down, locked on the notes. <laughs> down at the waveform. No make sure talking. Recording correctly. And, wait, I, no talking. No talking. That's probably not the best idea. Just um, uncomfortable silence here with my with, here with my friends. Yes. Come to my basement and sit in silence. Mm-hmm. In front of microphones. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, microphones that trap you, mm-hmm. so you're very uncomfortable after that too. An hour of this. Uh, I didn't really love this week's episodes. What about you guys? Uh, the first one sucked balls through a straw. Uh-huh. Uh, the second one sucked less balls through a straw, mm-hmm. uh, but still wasn't the best. Caitlin, what do you think? I disliked them both for different reasons. Well, that's always interesting. At least gives us something to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's that at least. I hated maybe not quite as much as the T'Pol gets mind raped one, but after that, I might have hated the first one more than any other one mm. so far. It's hard to beat that one. Yeah, that, that one goes in a special category of, like, not just bad, but offensive. Yeah, yeah. And it makes you angry and lights a fire inside, whereas these ones are just, like, mm-hmm. boring. Poop yeah. on yeah, a which stick. is the, the worst, like, offense is boring. Yeah, I'll take a bad episode over a boring episode any day of the week. And these were both fairly boring, although I, I kind of like the second one. But... I'll tell you, the second one at least had a monster to look at. Yeah. The first one, the monster was racism, and I've seen that. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I have a window. Here, yeah, exactly. So it's easy to see. I have access to a, I was going to say newspaper, but no one has access to newspapers <laughs> anymore. Facebook, I read Twitter. The internet. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but let, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, Caitlin, why don't you tell us about what happened in Detained? Uh, okay. So this episode is called Detained, and I was really hoping for some hot S&M shit because, you know, this is the sexy Star Trek. Ugh. But instead, we open on Captain Jerkface Archer, who appears unconscious on a yoga mat while Boomer tries to sneak around some hallways. I don't know what's happening. When Boomer is done sneaking, he goes back to hang out with the now conscious captain who grunts at him using his I've been beat up voice. (laughs) It turns out they're in some kind of prison masquerading as a housing complex. I'm not sure how good security is, though, since Boomer was just wandering around the hallways, but whatever. So the prison guards are these human-looking dudes with, like, little forehead smudges. They appear to be butthurt about Archer's band of miscreants in their military zone. The warden winds on about some alien species they're at war with, shapeshifters, some kind of shit, cabal, Sulaban, racism, whatever. Supposedly, it's going to take days for them to sort out this little misunderstanding, so the boys are sent back to their room to think about what they might know about the cabal. (laughs) While Archer is getting prison water in his tiny cup, he joins in on the racism train and starts judging strangers in front of their children like most ignorant shitheads love to do, only to find out that the prison warden lied to him about what the people he's imprisoning are. He's imprisoning them without cause and lied about it. Who would have thunk? So back on Voyager... Oh, oh wait, this is Enterprise. Sorry. (laughs) Wishful thinking. 
Uh, they're looking into getting the captain back and getting a whole lot of BS when they ask where he is. Luckily, T'Pol actually knows how to be diplomatic, unlike anyone else on this goddamn ship. <laughs> so the more time Captain and Boomer spend in the prison, the more they realize that this is fucking bullshit and there's kids here and this is not how humans would do it, but also it's just generally fucked up. Basically, the Tandarans are racist jerks imprisoning every other person they find with sandpaper skin. What makes it worse is the Sulaban homeworld is no longer inhabitable, so they are totally fucked. Enterprise transports Archer a comm, which he uses to convince the crew to help him break out the Sulaban, even though it's against his newly adopted Prime Directive ideologies. Unfortunately, they also get the shit kicked out of them. But fortunately, T'Pol is a fucking baller liar and a diplomat and gets shit done by sending Malcolm the Gross all dolled up in Sulaban makeup, ready for the show. Malcolm blows up a wall while a bunch of dicks are standing in front of it, and the Suleiman make a run for it. There's some yelling, and some shooting, and some grunting, and some more racism. At the end of the, go- the day, the good guys win. The Tandorians are no longer any tribble at all. Yay! Yay. I haven't ended one like that in a while. Good job. <laughs> I know. I think I thought... you're now officially... Like, you've been a guest a few yeah. times, but I think you just broke your guest chair. Yeah, now that, you're in. So. Yeah, you're part of the club. Oh, wait, oh. You're not part of the Enterprise crew yet until you do a trip impression. You gotta do a trip impression. Uh, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something boaty, but well, catfish. Yeah, yeah. Let's rob some catfish. 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 Okay. Hot damn! You did say captain a few times. Captain. That's that's basically. I even it. wrote it in my notes. Cap. Abbreviator. Yeah, however you make it look. Yep. Uh-huh. Captain. Captain. Gotta get me some of that Captain Crunch. Mm. There wasn't there wasn't very much trip this week, which is no. unfortunate because he's our breakout character so far. Yep. He's my boy. Yeah. The thing is, you told us. You said trip's my favorite, and we're like, okay, well. Why? I know, I got called out on the carpet for it. Yeah. But you know what? What is wrong with you? Everybody's coming around now. You were you were reading ahead. Mm-hmm. You had information we didn't have, and you were right. Yeah, he's I'm, a- our lovable moron. Yeah, he's. I don't even think he's a moron. He's just kind of. He comes off a little dopey. Yeah. but I think he's. I think he's. Smart well, he's got enough. a ship. To hit, ship. He's got his. He's got his boats together. I know that <laughs> yeah, much. and he's legit sexy. Uh-huh. Like, we saw him prancing around in his underwear, and it wasn't bad to look. No, at. I did not complain about him being in his underwear. Uh, it was kind of the best. I did only because Star Trek doesn't know how to do sexy. But no. this is the closest yeah. it's ever gotten. Uh, but I, I like know. that they have matching underpants yeah. sets. But Picard and his little Jim Jams, I think, was That's was not sexier. bad, yeah. yeah. No, I think that was sexier. Well, Picard didn't anything is sexy, chest. so... I don't have the That's thing true. for Picard. Like, really? I, I understand why people find him attractive, but I personally don't find oh, him fair attractive. Fair enough. Because well, I hate old people, so... <laughs> and he's always been old. Yeah, he was born old. Yeah. See, to me, true. he's ageless. Yeah, I, I agree. that's another word for always old. <laughs> yeah. Ian McKellen is also ageless. Or always a baby. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which. I just watched uh, Logan recently. Yeah. And it's like, oh, here's uh, here's Patrick Stewart uh, as an old man mm-hmm. on the verge of dementia. I've seen him do this before, and he did an entirely different take of an old yep. man with borderline dementia. It's like, wait, no, this is not like when Captain McCart did this three or four other times. All I remember is going to see Logan, and they go into him lying in the bed, uh, like ranting with dementia, and I just sit. In, I'm sitting in the theater going, "Again, seriously?" Yeah, that's that's what he's for. Uh huh. But he looked basically the same as he, he did. did. He yeah. looked the same thirty years ago. That's just his deal. Even though Wolverine looks like nine thousand years older. Well, it's you know, it's Angel and Spike disease. Yeah. Very it's much. Like they're supposed to be ageless vampires. Vampirism? So not. Yeah. <laughs> Vampirism. Well, you know. Yes. When an X-Men gets bit, bit by a vampire. It's a really badass comic book. I always thought Wolverine was a vampire anyway, because it's a stupid thing I don't care about. Uh-huh. <laughs> so basically the same. 
<laughs> anyway, Enterprise. Oh, right. These episodes oh, yeah. are so boring. We can't talk about them. This was. I'm just going to go right into my bad thing here. This was some heavy-handed bullshit. This was... Oh, man. They, at one point, basically turned to the camera and said, During Earth's World War II, the American government detained citizens illegally in internment camps. And it's like, oh, really? Is that what this is about? Thank you. They literally, like, we're talking about this. They might as well have just ended the episode with Takei going, Hello, you may not know this, but... <laughs> You could learn more about Japanese determined uh, d- determined camps. These are where all the determined Japanese were put. Yes, d- detained in internment camps by reading my book or at your local internet, <laughs> your local Wikipedia. See, it's two thousand two, so I assume you're going to a neighbor's house who's more well off than you for your internet, like Matt used to do. Or you've had internet for ten years already. Nice. It must have been nice. I wasn't rich or anything. It just was available, and I had it. Was it like walking around in your top hat and monocle, Mr. (laughs) Ten Years of Internet? (laughs) At this point, I've been on the internet like 25 years. (laughs) Anyway, no, it was super heavy-handed and just like uh, beating you over the head. And this kind of ties into Caitlin's bad thing, which is the bad guys were just bad guys. Uh There was no sympathetic... Like just assholes, yeah. yeah. Just I'm your run-of-the-mill assholes. I'm so tired of the, this. And like this was your bad thing, right? Like yeah, they're that they're literally that they're just dicks. Mm-hmm. Like they just treat people like dicks. They're not scary. They're not menacing. They're not in control. They don't have power. They don't have authority. All they have is sticks. Yeah, and we're scared of people suits. who look like you. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and like there's nothing to their like control. They're not you know they're not sadistic. Yeah. They're not intelligent. There, there could almost have been something about the like like everyday bureaucratic cruelty that might have yeah. said something mm-hmm. like or it's like when we started this 50 years ago they were our enemies but now they're not anymore but we're just going through the motions yeah, exactly. because bureaucracy like you know we get up every day and I, my job is to beat this guy and yeah and i've never fa- thought about why and i beat this guy my father beat this guy his father beat this <laughs> yeah. guy and now like this tradition yeah this earth space hero came in and showed me the error of my ways like, that's how star trek's supposed to roll yeah. you know like there's something there but this is just like nothing it's just cruelty no. for cruelty's sake and that's like also, we should mention that the the prison guard, the warden dude, mm-hmm. was uh, Dean Stockwell, who was Bacula's co-star in Quantum Leap, and that is literally all I know about Quantum Leap, and none of us are really fans, so you're not really going to hear much. Everyone's probably like, what about Quantum Leap? Yeah, yeah what about it? this was your big help for our, our big Quantum Leap episode, I got bad news. We still don't give a shit about Quantum Leap. None of the Leap. three of us barely even know what it is, much less. Like, we all had to look up. Caitlin was like, I was thought that it show went on for... a year? And <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I think it was on like 10. We were both way off. Yeah, exactly. I thought like it got canceled or something and i thought I it was know. on for the entire 90s so uh-huh. i was way off too <laughs> no you basically you thought quantum leap just turns into sliders slider slider sliders but the, oh excellent <laughs> but you now you're ask, definitely a part you of the extra credit for that <laughs> yeah. now you're like a supplemental team member too uh-huh. yes no um but i the thing is they had some scenes between bacula and dean stockwell where they faced off and it was supposed to be this dramatic intense thing and i get on a, on a superficial level, like ha- not having watched Quantum Leap, but getting mm-hmm. these two co-starred in a show, and now you got them in completely different roles where they're adversarial. Yeah. That could be cool, but they didn't do anything with that. I didn't not care. really. Well, again, you get back to how unremarkable uh, Dean, Sto- Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell is as a villain in this. Like, there's yeah. nothing really good. The thi- like, you know, he. The thing is, he played a Cylon in Battlestar Galactica, and I thought he was pretty good at that. Yeah, he was Hat Guy. Yeah, but he. Oh, not Hat Guy. Though. Ba- BSG Hat Guy. Right, different Hat Guy. BSG colon Hat Guy. Right. But he was like he was kind of an evil bastard there, and mm-hmm. I liked it. It's just in here. Did you get anything from him that was like, "Ooh, he's the real bad guy"? No, not at all. And um, there's no like 
backstory other than yeah. no. this temporal cold war that we know very little about oh. that people keep mentioning but there's no backstory as to why this is happening why they're being dicks mm-hmm. they just talk about that they have to be dicks otherwise yeah. the Sulaban can't help themselves but like there's no explanation for why these people are doing the things that they're doing and they're doing something that's just so mundane they're just smacking people around mm-hmm. like anybody can smack people around and wear a uniform and so i just i don't give a shit yeah yeah and it's supposed to make you like Star Trek, and we've talked about this a lot, Star Trek has this huge reputation for addressing important social issues. And this was a thing that really happened. And actually, this was only a few months after 9-11. It was not, not full-on internment camps, but... We like, definitely, like... Uh, well, Guantanamo, uh, Guantanamo was starting, yeah. and like there was some shady shit that we mm-hmm. were doing in the name of protecting us from people who looked like a certain way. Yeah. And it's messed up, and it's a thing that maybe you could use your sci-fi show to talk about, but do it better than this, for Christ's sake. This is not, like, there's no message here other than the most obvious, easy message. No, it doesn't win you over. It's bad. From the, from the first second, like, when Star Trek does this kind of thing well, which isn't often, mm-hmm. what they usually do is get you hooked on what ends up being the wrong side of the argument, mm-hmm. and then switch it around, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm an asshole. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica did that a few times. Where you're like, yeah, yeah, torture him. Oh, shit. What did oh, I just wait, say? Torture wrong. him? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm horrible. But do you remember Battlestar Galactica? Oh, totally. Oh, oh yes. And okay. I remember feeling that, too. And the way that they... Yeah, throw him out the airlock. Yeah. And then you stop and <laughs> oh, think. Oh, wait. Wait, throw I'm him out the monster. airlock? That's horrible. Yeah. But, but they would get you on yeah. the side of the people doing that. And that's the way to get you... This kind of story mm-hmm. is to really trick you into sympathizing and mm-hmm. then pull, pull the switcheroo. And yeah. you're like, oh, fuck. I feel like the way they told it gave you no information that's going to make you feel one way or another. It's like you, the only thing you think about them is, yeah, you're dicks for beating the crap out of the people that I'm watching a show about. Yeah. Other so, than that, you have no effect on my universe. Also, Amanda pointed out, rightfully, Star Trek has this tradition, is a pretty good tradition, mm-hmm. of introducing a villain, showing the villain for a while, and then making the villain sympathetic eventually. Yep. You had uh, Hugh the Borg and then later Seven of Nine. Yep. You had Worf. You had... Um, uh, quark to mm. some extent like yep. you, De- there was definitely a lot of quark there. yeah yeah so, so star trek can do that thing where it's like these guys are villains but wait maybe they're not all mm. villains we haven't had the sulaban enough and we don't know anything about them so that it didn't when we showed them as sympathetic it wasn't like hey yeah they yeah. could be like you know what i mean there wasn't enough there the thing is this episode really dumps the non-evil sulaban on us yeah without any sort of like but we don't hate them enough yet to yeah there's that but there's also like, okay, here are the bad guys. I'm supposed to hate them, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. it's very it's very pat. Yeah, it is. But they do give you a lot of information, like, about the Suleiman. And so mm. I, like, appreciate that. So you sympathize with them. But having no idea what the Cabal is and what the Temporal Cold they War is. They kept saying the Cabal every 30 seconds. Yeah, right. Like, I'm supposed to know what it is. And, yeah. like, we're supposed to be afraid of this, like, terror organization or something. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck that is mm-hmm. so i don't give a shit but i do give a shit about these people whining about their wife for being in another prison yeah. i care about thing, that the other thing is like what the suliban are and what the cabal is and what the temporal were that's supposed to be the mystery of the season or maybe even the series like that's yeah. supposed to be the long-running story so you're not supposed to know yet but i'm not invested enough to care. no i don't yeah. give a shit and for every time Every time the words temporal cold war come up, I tune right the fuck out. Yeah, my eyes just roll right yeah. back in my head. Well, and it, it's kind of like the whenever there's, you know, like techno babble, it's mm-hmm. like my brain doesn't care to listen yeah, blah, because blah, blah, blah. that information's yeah. not attached to anything. Yeah, it's not All important. we've had is the temporal cold war thrown out yeah. as something that's happening and we have we don't care about no, it. No, and I'm doesn't pretty sure affect us. I'm pretty sure they never explain it adequately because I read a book that 
had to tie up all the loose ends after the show ended. Good. That's something to look forward to. I was like when I have to read a book to know what the fuck I just saw. The uh, one of the Department of Temporal Investigations books, like apparently, like yeah, I didn't. It's I didn't, the one I haven't read. I think the third one. I liked it. Yeah, but it was very much intended to tie up all the loose ends because the show never explained what the fuck was going. Well, the on. thing is, that's a thing I can enjoy. Like the first two temporal cold or uh, temporal yeah uh, ones are about like bringing all of the time travel shit together. Yeah, like the second one's just about the original Enterprise and all of its time travel crap, and yeah. I found that fascinating no they retconned they retconned this thing where like near earth there's a black hole that's Uh why every time they went near earth they travel back and yeah cool okay yeah i think that's awesome yeah but then yeah i don't uh... but like having me having to buy a book to just like so what the fuck happened like that's not cool no uh what was your bad thing matt that's a good question let me check my phone all right i don't have the computer in front of me check your phone uh it had something to do with travis my bad thing. Oh, yeah. So this one co-stars Travis, and he still barely does anything except for remind us that racism is bad because he's the black guy. I didn't... I don't know if that's why they did it. They may have been why they did it. I thought it was because he was the kid, but... That could, could be it, be, too. I, I just, My first assumption is, like, they just plopped him in because we're dealing with racism this week, so... Could be. Black guy. I just, like... I walked went into the show liking Travis mostly out of goodwill. Well, honest. he's likable. Like he seems in like next, a nice guy. In the next episode, we get a genuinely likable scene with him. Absolutely, he's, he's, a, he's a charming guy. But I want—he's a character I want to learn more about. Like, yes. I, and we basically—he's the other guy in this. It's—it's it's Archer, and it's the other guy, and I still don't know shit about him. No, and usually it would be Trip. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it was Travis, and that's fine. Okay, let's see what the other guy's about. Trip had the week off this time. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm going catfish hunting. So fishing. That's what I said. <laughs> right. It's called hunting if I use my hands. You ever just punch a catfish in the mouth and grab it by its balls and yank out? That's how you fish. To Paul's like trying not to bug her eyes out in horror because she's got to not be emotional, but like, uh. Everyone's trying not to bug. Yeah. Malcolm's literally just like spraying a drink. <laughs> what the hell did you just say? How do you fish? With a rod, you monster. With my penis. <laughs> he would definitely oh, fish with his penis. Never had sex with a fish before? <laughs> no, me neither. Why is everyone looking at me? What, what's going on? What? No, of course not. What? Never just stare into a fish's bum. <laughs> <gasps> oh, those fish bums. Oh, God. You know, oh, fuck, I can I go for I like to, I like I to fry up day. a fish bum. <laughs> oh. You ever have fried fish bum? <laughs> Delicious. You gotta go, go to a county fair, get it right. <laughs> Fish ass. <laughs> Hot damn. Which you can also get at the, at the county fair. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It was a real waste of Travis. Because yeah. I was like, okay, two-hander. Two guys we know. Mm-hmm. So we're going to find more out about Travis. Nope, sure didn't. No. Just kind of, there you are. No, he just like, he, he gets into a fight with another Suleiman. And the Suleiman's like, so, just by looking at me, you knew that you would hate me. Yeah. Isn't that right? Well, they had two main Starfleet guys. Yeah. And then two main Suleiman guys. Yeah. The sympathetic Suleiman paired up with Archer so he could challenge his whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, hardcore, I don't care what you you humans think, guy got paired up with, with Travis. Yeah. So that's the standard formula. Yippee. Mm-hmm. Whatever. No, and we get that scene, like, just... Uh, it's so telling, that scene where basically the Suleiman guy sits Archer down and just explains everything to him. Uh-huh. And then afterwards, Archer, Archer stands up, shakes his hand, and goes... Thank you for dinner. And the Suleiman guy goes, thank you for listening. Yep. And it's just like. <laughs> There's a bunch of that. I actually kind of like that part. Okay. All right. And it's my quote. Okay. Thank you for quoting it. Thank you for lunch. 
Thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I and I'll t- no- I'm I will I tell you why, though. Quote. Because um, I don't feel like Archer has shown very much listening. No, this was actually your good thing. Yeah, all and so that's why I actually really appreciated that because it was very oh, like it was it was very overt and in our faces. But like I liked it. There was that scene where he's like calling that guy on the carpet in front of his kids, like "You're a shitty parent. Why are you in prison?" Blue. Mm. And that when I saw that scene, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna go bad." Yeah. And then he actually had a moment where he was just like, maybe I don't actually understand what's happening. Maybe I'll shut up for once and stop yelling at people and sit down and listen to mm-hmm. what's happening. And that I don't see him do that very often. We just see no, him yelling. Our, our big thing with him so far is he just blames the Vulcans and goes places he's, he doesn't belong. Yeah, exactly. So like, anytime he actually shuts up and listens, you're right. He's, he's better. The problem yeah. is we've had this before. We've had him, like, you know, listen to other people. But, like, it always goes away because, like... Yeah. Next episode, we should be yelling again. The show may do serialization, but like the characters certainly aren't evolving. Not really, because we get another example of this in the next episode, where mm. uh, back when they found the Klingon ship, we kind of got the impression Hoshi and Tafal were becoming friends. Yeah. And then in the next episode, none of that is there no. anymore. They kind of start at ground zero again. Yep. Yeah. But the thing is, I agree with you that there seems to be a little bit of growth with Archer, but on the other hand, the way he handled this overall, like oh, attitude the way he handled mm-hmm. it was good, but what he did... Yeah, what he did was the dumbest fucking, like, okay. so brash. So the Enterprise could beam them out, which, stop using the transporter. That The show's not supposed to have a yeah. transporter yet, but whatever. Um, and he's like, no, if you can't beam us all out, then we're staying. And you know what the move is? You've already found out there's a bunch of other prisons. Mm. You two beam out, then you go talk to your government and the Vulcan government yep. and any other high-powered government that's, that's an ally with you. Mm-hmm. And you say, these guys are doing a fucked up thing. Let's shut this down through proper diplomatic yeah. channels instead of doing a prison break in the middle of a war zone. Mm-hmm. But what do they do? Prison break, break in, in the middle, middle of a war, war zone. Yeah. yeah. Bullshit. And like, this is the dumbest fucking thing. Cause first of all, you were saying this when we watched the episode, there are tons of other, more of these internal. Yeah, in that scene you guys were talking about where yeah. he breaks it all down. He says, my wife is in another one. Yeah. These, these prisons are all over this sector. They've got all of us in camp. So and you he's say like, there's like, thousands of yeah. us and there was only 89 yeah, in that yeah. one place. Yeah. So, so there's so a bunch of these hundreds other... and hundreds yeah. of camps. So yeah. you say like maybe 80 people, and you potentially start a war with these fucking people because you just attacked your yeah. fucking your Earth military ship just attacked a I assume government installation. Yeah, and definitely killed government employees because they blow the fuck out of that uh, lighthouse. Oh, at one point he's about to club Dean Stockwell to death. Yeah, which actually I'll give Dean Stockwell credit acting wise. Mm-hmm. The look of terror mm-hmm. where he's like, "We're not just arguing anymore. You're about to fucking pummel my head off." Like, Sam, oh no, my God, yeah. He had a very good loss of power moment yeah. on his face. Most of the problem I had was in the writing with him, but mm. I could see a glimmer of I'm like, sure this is a, a pretty good actor. I'm sure he's a fine actor. Yeah, it's just, he was such a cardboard villain, I but didn't care. But we know care. he is. We saw him on Battlestar. I guess that's true, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is like the Tandorian incident. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. going to go down in the record book, says like, this fucked up thing that Captain Marcher just did. Mm-hmm. Well, when he got himself, he was in their war zone, he got imprisoned, he didn't follow any of the channels he was supposed nope. to, he killed a bunch of people on their own property. But he, didn't, and... he did all that, and he still didn't fix the problem. Yeah, right. That's the thing. If he was going to break the rules, you go full Kirk and fix the whole problem, yeah. not just part of it. Not just the part that affects you, but yeah. all of it. Now, these says, are the people I know right now. So yeah. He even says at the end, um, I don't remember exactly what the line is, but he's like, I don't know if they're going to be okay oh, or yeah. not. Oh, yeah, Travis says, you think they're going to be okay? And that's it. He doesn't answer. Yeah, it It's just like, too. well, we rolled the dice. Yeah. Like, Ooh. great idea, I Captain. I gave them the greatest gift of all, a second chance. <sighs> Shut the to fuck die. up. Yeah. 
a second chance to be imprisoned and die. Probably. And like the dude's like, uh, fucking whatever. The the warden guy's like, they're going to be on the run and like whatever. And just like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Not my problem. No, I'm certainly not going to take them to a safe star system or anything. I'm just yeah. going to let them go. Good I'm going to feel really yeah. good about myself for yeah. it. Goodbye, spaceship. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, my good thing, uh-huh. there's a bit, and, and T'Pol's done this a few times. This is one of my favorite things about T'Pol. When she deals with humans and other non-Vulcans, she's got this great way of bluffing and not exactly lying. Yep. I where love it. She, she just handles people. like She's way more diplomatic than the emotional guys. Mm-hmm. And at this point, she's trying to trick these guys, uh, uh, Dean Stockwell's guy in particular. And they're like, um, maybe you don't understand our culture. What we should do is send you down all our database and the database of the Vulcans so you can really get the... And he's like, wait, no, don't do that. Our computers are overloading. Oh, no. And let me just also send you the entirety of the internet. It's great. And and also... um, Trip's guide to fixing boats and just, <laughs> and just completely like overloaded their computers with crap. And... Here's all of Malcolm's porn. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> that shit. was what really crashed it. Well, and the viruses that came with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you get a virus? Yeah. I downloaded eight million viruses. I was trying to think. Okay, it's terabytes now. Then it's petabytes. But by the future, it'll be like, I don't know, something we don't have yet. Zetabytes. Yeah. There you go. Ten thousand zetabytes. <laughs> Of the space clap. Now, there's some things in there I'm going to have to explain to no, you. These are all computer generated. They're not real. That's French erotic art. <laughs> oh, don't take me to prison. Oh, dear. I'm too pretty to go. No, I'm afraid you're not. Um, so we did our good things. Matt, what do you got? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. I feel like, I, I you know, this is a 50-50 decision here, but mm-hmm. I think you'll agree with me. Sometimes we don't have a quote. Sometimes yeah. we don't have a good thing. That's just how we're going to have to roll on this yeah. series. I tr- just, you know. well, not for want of trying, man. It's like those white spaces in the dock, they, you know, they, they fuck with my, uh, my, uh, OCD. They fuck with my brain. You yeah. Know? Wait, there's a, so who, who didn't fill something in? Oh, me. I gotta, oh, no. I got to fill that with something, but nope, there's nothing good about this episode. Sometimes I can't find anything quotable. Yeah. Too. And sometimes it's just, you know. know what? Fuck the prison, uh, looked kind of good from the outside. Yeah. Good. Good, Good uh, CGI, yeah. nice prison. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome. Good house, nice tea. <laughs> All right, anything else before we press forward? Oh, who cares? No. No? That's a bunch of boring shit. Yep. Matt? Yep. Bunch of boring shit, just like the lady said. All right. Uh, lady, what do you got as far as an alternate title goes? Prison Break, the space edition. Pretty good. Starring the same people that all the other Prison Breaks star. <laughs> I think there's like five of them now. What do you got? I got Sulaban Prison Blues. Pretty good. I went with Quantum Load. (laughs) (laughs) I like that a lot. All right. I hear that starship are coming. Matt, Uh why don't you tell us what... Oh, good. A a Latin name. I will say this. I learned on Memory Alpha, this is the last Latin name that we are ever going to get in in Star Trek unless they show up in the new series. They will definitely show up in the new series because I saw titles because Brian Fuller's involved mm -hmm. and I saw some of the titles for Hannibal episodes. Uh He likes that stuff. Uh So great. But for now, guys, we've done it. We defeated Latin. (laughs) Take that dead language. More dead than ever. (laughs) Fuck off and die again. All right, Matt. All right, so after a disastrous first encounter with some jerk aliens, did you know all aliens in Star Trek are jerks? Only the pure, virtuous humans are good in a sea of angry yelling and confusing languages. The Enterprise picks up a stowaway, 
It's a little white web of angry planarian worms that sets up shop in the cargo bay and starts ruining movie night. First, in typical horror flick tradition, it captures a couple of randos. Then it gets the captain. And worse, Trip. <sighs> if the captain and Trip are both gone, that leaves fucking Malcolm in charge. I mean, technically, T'Pol is in charge, but Malcolm's the one who will yell and butt heads with her. Some study of the creature reveals that it's drawing the crew members into itself, making them into a part of it, like so much Kurt Russell. While Hoshi and DePaul attempt to learn its language and grow closer as crew members, Malcolm tries to invent Star Trek's first force field through torture and sheer Britishness. They both succeed, and also Travis is able to find those earlier jerk aliens and learn the location of the creature's planet. So they save the crew and dump the aliens off in its giant, webby, worm-infested planet, which, like all things in nature that aren't made out of metal, plastic, or varnished wood, is disgusting. I loved the alien in this. It's so, so did I. Great. It was gross. Yep. It was super gross, but it was great. It was this weird tentacly, webby mm -hmm. mess of goo. Yep. And I enjoyed it. I milk a lot slime of everywhere. Oh, God. Nothing yeah. but milk slime. Anytime you go with your non-human alien, mm -hmm. and, and there were a lot of things about the alien they couldn't really comprehend because it wasn't just alien looking. The yep. way it acted and the, the things that it did were alien. And yeah, the no. language was alien. They end up communicating it with it by beeping a microwave at it while it screeches whale, a whale rubbing a balloon back at them. Uh, but in uh, uh, communicating math. Yes. With all of those things. Ugh, math. Yeah, it's like calculus or something. So you got even worse. You got me with the tentacle monstrosity, but then you drew me away with the math. But see, that's what the horror comes in. Ugh. See, some people are just horrified by the tentacle. They needed to throw the math in to throw off people who aren't put off by tentacles. It's people true. People who are into tentacles, but yeah. not into math. Mm -hmm. Right. Unfortunately for them, I'm into tentacles and math. Uh, you're, I you're love in it. that sliver of yep. the Venn diagram where oh, you're yeah. both. You get a t-shirt. This, this monster's for me. So did you think it was sexy, though? I did. It was a very did sexy you? monster. I thought it was cool the way it was, like, uh, really, like, it seemed like a higher intelligence. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like, we exist as one, and I will make you one with me. Come yep. join my oneness. Yeah, when I they like finally that. bring it back to its planet, it, and and uh, Hoshi says, I'd like to learn more about them. And T'Pol says, it. Yeah. Learn more about it. It's all one. Like, it's like when you go into that, like, those weird forests that are all just one tree. Yeah. It's like the entire planet is just this vast interconnected yeah. thing. And that's it's, so cool. It's actually really cool. There's like a, there's a pullback shot as the shuttles fall and way, flying away in the last shot of the episode. And you just see masses of web just all it's over It's like tree planet. cover, but, yeah, it's, yeah. but it's goop web. Yeah. It's great. Just a planet full of goop web. Uh -huh. I loved it. I really enjoy that kind of thing. And mm. at first, like I was rolling my eyes because ugh, a monster fighting episode. This yep. is going to be boring. And Instead, it did, and this is a standard Star Trek thing, it's a bit cliche, but I'm a sucker for this kind of story, where the monster isn't actually a monster, we just don't understand them. Yeah, it's a callback to one of the best original series episodes. Oh, it goes uh, back to the Horda. But Devil in the Dark, yeah. It's not just, like, Star Trek does it a lot. Yeah. And that's fine. If if it's done well, and it's done pretty well. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't mind that. There, mm. was, there was some boring stuff and some dumb stuff. There's a lot, there's a lot of padding, there and is. a lot of Malcolm being human garbage. Yeah. This was, Caitlin, this was your bad thing, right? Yes, my bad thing literally says Malcolm is a dickhead yep. because he is a fucking dickhead. And every word that comes out of his mouth makes me want to punch him in the face. And mm -hmm. I'm not a very violent person. No. But I want to punch him right in his stupid, weak chin. Well, the great thing is that if you punched him, his face would just flap like. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd make like a British, oh, yeah. sound. And I almost, I'd feel good about ow, it. Oh, my face. I almost feel like his face would extend off of his skull like a like a cartoon and just sort of flap so down. Like, like, <laughs> like Daffy Duck's bill. It would yeah. just spin around his head a few yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would like that. No, the thing All is, he does is yell. You, you say you're not a violent person, and I agree. I, I, I believe you, but Malcolm is. And his reaction yeah, oh, to everything... Yes. 
is let's shoot it. Let's Hit carve it, with it out. Fire. Yeah. At one point, uh, Dr. Flox has carved off a little piece of this thing. To, this is to my study. quote, actually. Oh, all right. Let me over your quote. <laughs> if you intend to pummel this appendage with EM radiation until it cries for mercy, I'm afraid I can't permit that. Why not? This is more than just a severed limb. It exhibits all the signs of an intelligent being. Intelligent being or not, its big brother is in the cargo bay strangling the captain and four other crewmen. If we don't do something to contain it now, it could pose a threat to everyone on board. There are less invasive ways to gather the information you need. Oh, um, yeah, and and he's like, you know, but let's kill it. And he's like, no, you can't. What's I wrong w- with you? I d- I just want to torture it a little bit to learn no. what I can learn from it. Look, I got one rule, and it's the Hippocratic Oath. Mm-hmm. You might be familiar with it. Do no harm. Get out of here. He's that big sign that's a picture of torture with the Ghostbusters red X over it. Yeah, get it's- the fuck out. It's yeah. literally the only rule for the doc. And yeah. uh-huh. he's asking him. He's not just asking him to break it. He's barging in yeah. and, and saying, ordering him to. I'm going to do this shit to this creature mm-hmm. who we know is alive and yeah. has a complex nervous yeah. system. It's yeah. literally it's like we know this thing is intelligent. We just don't have time to talk to it. Yeah. So we'll torture it. But again, it's that standard way that Enterprise writes most of the humans, which is to be very alien phobic. Mm-hmm. And Trip has a, a moment where they're wrapped up in this thing. He's like, you remember how Zeph from Cochran said strange new worlds and new life and new civilizations? I don't think this is what he meant. Motherfucker, that's exactly what he meant. For once, you don't have a bumpy headed like human. Yeah. This is actually a new life. This is strange new life. Yes, exactly. This is exactly what the dude meant when he said, go out there and find weird shit. Yeah. This is some weird shit for you to find. I gotta Ronnie. say, this ain't the first time I got trapped in a spider web. <laughs> ain't even the third time. Hell no. One time I was mowing the lawn with a flamethrower. God damn. <laughs> Trip to all your stories involve you mowing the lawn. Uh, most of them, yeah. A couple of them involve gators. One of them involved gators mowing the lawn. The thing is, he's got like eight acres of lawn and most of it's swamp. Yep. For catfishing. That's right. <laughs> catfish. Yeehaw! That's not a yeehaw. Let, what was that? No, that's Florida. <laughs> oh, okay. They don't yeehaw that. Keehaw! Oh, all right. That's the noise you make when you're riding a fan boat. Well, he knows how to fix them. That's Hell sure. yeah! Uh, you think he had a mullet before he joined the military? Almost definitely. Probably wore a lot of jean uh, vests. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure what you were going to say, but I was hoping it had vest in it, because I was thinking definitely a vest of some kind. Jean vests. Okay, now what ill-thought-out tattoo do you think he has? Oh, so There's many. There's at least one. Tramp stamp. Definitely a tramp stamp. Yep. Do dudes get tramp stamps? I've seen dudes with tramp I mean, stamps. I honestly don't know. I don't... I don't know if they were dares, but I've seen them. He's okay. definitely got a bicep wrapped in barbed wire. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Maybe his tramp stamp is barbed wire. There you go. Or um, like uh, like a tribal thing. Maybe. I think he's got mom. I think yeah. he's got the standard mom with the heart. Yep. Or maybe Ro- an anchor. Roses. Yeah. No. yeah. Ma. Yeah. Ma. <laughs> Ma, get off the dang roof. <laughs> That's my mall. Yeah. Actually, my bad thing uh, was, was also Malcolm. And, and in a broader sense, so far Malcolm sucks not just being a creep, but at his job he yeah. sucks. Like, at first I kind of thought it was cool that... The security guy's reaction to everything is, let's test out the new weapons. But that seems to be his own, the only note he knows. Yeah, it's the only contribution he's made is yeah. that they have a cannon now. But, like, when they were all, like, you know, getting trapped by this monster thing, he didn't do freaking shit. No. He didn't act like he was supposed to. He didn't 
get everybody out of the way. Nope. He just no. was like standing silently, letting everyone get taken one by one. Yeah. So he could then have an excuse to kill it. Oh. I'm not allowed to kill it yet, but once it takes some lives, then yeah, I can uh, Let's see. It's got uh, five lives. I can definitely kill it now. If it gets the captain, then I yes. can definitely kill it. And we all move up in rank. <laughs> Yeah, no, Jolly it's, good. It just... <laughs> Bum. It just... I'm from England. <laughs> He's the... I, a, a friend of mine, like a sort of a casual internet Facebook friend, was watching Enterprise not too long ago mm. and kept talking about how terrible Malcolm was. And I'm like, I wonder if I'll think that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, he's Immediately. terrible. And he said, like, uh, most of the problems Enterprise has are because Malcolm did something stupid. Yeah. Yeah, you were right. Sounds about right. So uh, there's that. Just terrible. Yeah. Send him into space. Not... He's definitely not someone that should be trusted with safety situations. No, and he's like, his job is to run with the scissors. So that's mm-hmm. not great. I would love if it turns out later in the series that he's like the Dr. Smith. Like he's like a spy from like someone else that was somehow. Was Dr. Got Smith him. a spy? Yeah, he was. He was a Russian spy. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Did you not know that? No, I, I thought Lost the... in Space was a stupid sitcom. I didn't think it had it that much, is, but that many layers liked... to it. Oh. That was his deal. I th- like. I haven't seen Lost in Space in forever, and I certainly haven't seen a lot mm. of it. But I'm pretty sure he was supposed to be like a spy for the. Robots. He is a spy. He's he's a spy for like the aliens. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't yeah. know. True story. No idea. He was definitely a spy in the movie. Ah. Which I definitely watched. I saw bits of it because it was on HBO a bunch uh-huh. in the 90s. And like, uh, uh, I know and, uh, Joey from Friends was yeah. in it. It also had Heather Graham in a space suit. Which... Well, yeah. 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 That would be why I watched it. Uh-huh. Pretty lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny, too. Uh-huh. She shows up in a lot of good comedy. She does. Um, What was your good thing, Matt? Let's find out together. <laughs> As friends. Uh, I like Travis talking to the offended alien quite a bit. Oh yeah, this is what we alluded to in the previous episode, like yeah. with, with a scene with Travis. This is a like. good Travis moment. Yep. I actually like the aliens a lot too. They got weird faces and like a like a black light strip on their forehead. Mm. But um, so basically, um, the episode starts with them getting super offended by something our guys did at dinner. Um, yeah, and and most of this is Hoshi's arc. Yeah. Because she thinks it was her fault for not translating right, and she's beating herself up for the rest of the episode, yeah. which was a nice thing for her to go through and then come out the other side and say, oh, wait a minute. No, these guys are just assholes and I'm great. Yeah. But, um... Which is true. Yeah, she is. <laughs> they track them back down and everyone else is busy either being <laughs> captured or trying to save the people who are captured. Yeah. So Travis is sitting on the bridge. The phone rings, basically. And he's looking around for... All right, so who's who's going to answer the phone? Oh, no. Okay, sir. Wait, there is no sir. Shit. Um... Hello? Enterprise... <laughs> Uh, how can I fo- how can I help you? Archer residence, Travis speaking. <laughs> <laughs> and, so it was, and actually, I'll give the first of all the actor, but also directing some credit because uh-huh. you get kind of a close up of him when the beeping happens, and then it kind of widens out, and we as the audience realize, oh shit, he's by himself. Yeah, it was it was put together so well that it was funny. Like yeah. it was meant to be funny. It was really good. That directing, by the way, uh, Roxanne Higgs Boson. Right. So uh, good to see Bravo. Star Trek uh, using its own again. Yeah, keeping taking care of its own. But no, and he basically there's a whole scene where he's just where he's trying to get information on this monster from these guys who uh, apparently dropped it off, mm-hmm. and it's just like we yeah we might have been on that home planet at least yeah, recently, I... but it's certainly not our fault that they got over onto your ship. You need better security. Yeah, it, it clung to their hull, and then yeah. when they when their airlocks were attached, it like. Moved over to the other ship. I like that. Like a sentient Garfield sticky. <laughs> but it's not their fault. No. <laughs> the, the, the alien dude was... The, uh, okay, we didn't do that. Also, you need to apologize. Uh-huh. That was the other great thing. Is it's just like, 
Travis just like, okay, um, we're definitely sorry. Um, help. What are we sorry for? Yeah. Just and apparently, like they don't eat, like they treat eating as the same way we treat going to the bathroom and having sex. Like, yeah, he's behind like, closed doors. The, uh, Hoshi said like she was a little confused by their language because eating and mating were really similar words, mm-hmm. and it's because they they consider those two things equally private. Yeah, and I love that because it's a great like alien taboo thing that actually makes sense. Well, if you think about it, like there's no reason why eating should be a social thing, but sex shouldn't be yeah, it's just exactly. the way our society developed yeah it's just as like gross and yeah. noisy it's a, yeah. it's a bodily function one of them is we've considered acceptable to do in front of people and the other we haven't mm. but i love it and i love travis when he, when he finds out he's like okay we're completely sorry for that the alien gets the biggest fucking smile on his face like thank you i thought you guys were gonna be dicks about it based on what i got from your captain i just assumed this would be a whole ordeal i'm watching it though and i'm like these aliens are pranking him. <laughs> They're f- these guys feed on apologies, don't they? <laughs> they just go around the universe pretending to get offended, and then when they get apologized to, they eat. Yeah. But they do it privately. Yes. Exactly. Uh, what was your bad thing, Matt? Back to the phone. <laughs> uh, so when... Uh, when Trip and Archer are watching water polo, I notice there's a bunch of little panels on the, the <laughs> oh, side of the TV. First of all, let's, on, turn let's, on and off. let's break this down first. Uh-huh. They're watching water polo. This uh-huh. is what Archer's into. I have a note on that also, by the way, which oh, okay. is, let's see here. Ah, uh, yes. Water polo? He's into water polo? Water polo. That's his thing. Water polo? Like, Janeway was into trashy romantic yep. hollow novels. Picard was into, like, detective stuff. And Cisco was into baseball. He's into water polo. Yeah, I'd really like to see the bottom of the barrel they were scraping to get that interest, but unfortunately it fell on Worf. <laughs> oh no, a barrel. <laughs> no, but okay, now that we, like also this kind of established our thing that we made up about trip. Yep. Mostly that you made it up about weird, trip. Weird too. Like that was a thing I made up that just sort of made sense that like That he, he was your friend who when you tell him about a movie or something, he gets all excited. Yeah. But just this episode, he basically finds out that Archer's super into water polo, brings him this Olympic water polo match or something, and they watch it together, and he gets super into it. He'd just... never seen it before in his life, and by the end of it, like, he's asking Archer to explain yeah. it to him the whole time, and by the end of it, he's like, oh, that was great, that guy did a thing, and this guy over here was gonna do that. And... There ain't nothing I love more than some goddamn water polo. Yeah, it was cute. I think it's really sweet. Yeah. Now, like, he did a special thing just to cheer yeah. up Archer. I like their friendship. And that's nice. Yeah. It's not It's not quite Cisco, Dax, or oh, no. Janeway, yeah. uh, Tuvok yet. But I think it still like, needs some evolution yeah, for that. But, but I like that those two are, fr- like, whenever they give the captain a friend, mm-hmm. like, I liked it with Janeway, Tuvok, I liked it with Cisco and Dax, and I'm, like, I'm glad, glad yeah. they're continuing that tradition. And just, like, it's also just, like, two dudes with... With some beers. They were drinking beer and eating pretzels. Beer and pretzels. It was really kind of (laughs) cool. Like a thing you would actually see in real life and not weird space bullshit. Just a couple of boys. Yeah. So now that we've painted the the scene, we can go back to what your actual bad thing was. Yeah. So the TV they're watching it on, which, by the way, as Al pointed out, has the worst fucking, like... Terrible resolution. It looked like VHS quality. Yeah. Especially since the episode is in HD. Uh-huh. The, the image on the screen just looked terrible. But so, like, there's a thing next to it, and it's just these colors that blink on and off, like, randomly. And I found it so fucking distracting. But it's just like watching CNN or whatever with the crawl underneath Yeah, but that's got a crawl. This is this weird, uneven, like, 
like these lights blinking and all I can do is like my eye kept getting distracted to try and find a pattern in them and there's nothing and it was driving me fucking crazy See, that's seriously I don't mean to sound like a TV snob or whatever but that's what it's like for me when I watch like a, a TV show mm-hmm. like and the ads are crawling the around kind of, and the, yeah, yeah. The, the credits shrink so you can see an ad for another thing and like a, a family guy dances across or whatever like fucking knock it off yeah hate that it's like I, it's never been a problem for me like mm. just on tv like i i can tune that, that out super me. easy but in this it just was like well how the fuck do you watch anything with those fucking lights blinking on and off every three seconds huh or not three seconds now it's 2.1 seconds <laughs> now it's five seconds fuck you lights i actually kind of liked it just because it made it look like like maybe they don't watch a lot of tv i mean they have their like movie nights mm-hmm. that they made a big deal about but like uh like maybe they're watching it on like a console that's for something else. Mm. That's what it made it look like. That like, makes sense. I'm just gonna jerry rig this to play this thing a yeah, lot. Like yeah, like when you watch TV on your computer. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Which is how we usually watch Enterprise. Yeah, exactly. and then there's usually weird shit popping up because I have notifications right and left. Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Flonk said something to me. He might, yeah, he might be watching his Twitter feed while he's. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just keeping updated. Flonk said this was a good episode. Wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Flonk. So far, you were very wrong about this whole series. Uh huh. Be ashamed of yourself. You should be. But I know you don't feel shame. No. Your people don't feel shame. <laughs> you and Plambert. You mean Flunk One? Yes, Flunk, the original Flunk. <laughs> um my good thing, and yes. actually a bit like uh Caitlin, you and I had a similar good thing, was uh Hoshi and Tapal being science bros. Yeah. Which is it's nice to see. It is again, wasn't quite Janeway and Seven, but something. Yeah, and I like the way they um they had like a clash of personalities and they overcame it because they both kind of like dealt with whatever their shit was. It was mostly Hoshi's shit, but it's just cool to see her like processing stuff. She was well, feeling bad about herself. It's Hoshi again, like doing what all the humans do, which is ascribing like she thinks to Paul's mad at her. It's not mad at her. She's a Vulcan. Yeah. yeah they're all like projecting their emotions yeah. onto Paul. And then to Paul just like very calmly. And you can tell she's like cares about Hoshi because she takes the time to explain it. Whereas like, I feel like with Archer, she doesn't really take the time to explain like mm, as much. I see. I see where she tries and it doesn't work and yeah. she kind of gives up. Right. And, and so I felt like with Hoshi, she was just more like, but buddy, I'm just telling you this because I do this. To, I am up everybody's ass. Look, I'm the assistant my manager, job. so I have yeah. to like do the performance reviews. So like, I've got to, you know, yeah, and I have watch my over job, your shoulder all yeah. the time. And you have your job, and you're really good at your job, and so I hold you to a high standard. So, and then Hoshi is, swallows her pride, deals with whatever she yes. needs to deal with, and she gets the job done. She cooperates the way that she needs to. And I feel like if it was any of the other male characters on the cast, that it probably wouldn't have been that smooth. It mm. wouldn't have just been like, oh, okay, well let's work together. It we'll would have been a whole yelling match i think it's important obviously for the women to get along there's so few women on the show i'm Mm -hmm. glad they don't hate each other yes that would be obnoxious very important yeah but on the other hand i do hate that the woman is the only one who can put aside her pride and not be a jerk i would like to see at least one male character written so that he's not a dickhole to her yeah and mm-hmm. I guess that's Dr. Flox, but one of the humans. <laughs> one of the main guys would be nice. I mean, they're supposed yeah. to represent like, us. Like, the captain, yeah. who's supposed to be like a good leader. Yeah, our trip, mm. who's still a little, like, he's gotten better, yeah. but he's still a little adversarial with her. And, mm-hmm. and Malcolm's a total prick. And uh-huh. Travis doesn't really interact with her. So yeah. that, I think yeah, that we covers don't... everybody. 
We don't see get to see Travis do very much. Well, no. Jensen. I mean, yeah. The only, I mean, Hoshi is too, but, but the only you know reason how... she's like a specialist. Yeah, but yeah. he's still in the opening credits, which if you're in the credits, you get to fucking show up, unless yeah, but... you're Sarah Clofton. But it's, well, yeah, Sarah we had to spend not in this so much time with Ensign Kim. So much time. I want to spend that time with Travis. He is a special boy. Yeah, I'm yeah. just staring wistfully <laughs> into the. I, see, I have some artwork up from the show, and uh, I'm looking at the special boy cover right now, and just like, Ugh. he's a very special boy. Fuck you. Still Having some like flashbacks. Him. Oh, jeez. Yeah. No, it's I, also I don't know if we pointed this out a couple of weeks ago. They mm. mentioned that almost a third of the crew is women. Yeah. Really? Almost a third. Uh-huh. That's bullshit. You're welcome. Almost a third. Not even, like, if they'd said almost half, it was like, well, we're striving for half and we're almost there. Mm-hmm. But no, it's almost a third. Yep. So, That's representation. So, like, of less that... than 100 people, like, 30 of them are women. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that sucks. Yeah, it does It suck. does. This show's supposed to be fucking progressive. They keep talking about how progressive they are. And well, if they not. talk about how progressive they are, they don't actually have to show how progressive yeah, they I are. Guess. I mean, they just did an episode about internment camps. Yeah, so exactly. Progressive. How progressive is that? They fixed the problem. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You're Plus, welcome. When it comes to extras, like, who cares what gender they are? You could have so many window- women mm-hmm. walking around in the we background. In, in fairness, in this episode, we had two crewmen getting yes. abducted yep. by the monster first, and one was a woman, and actually a, a woman of color, which mm-hmm. was nice. Like, mm-hmm. hey, not another white dude. Good job. And we got to see another lady who was very excited for movie night. Yep. Yeah. Was that the same one? I actually don't remember. I don't either. Like. Yes. Okay. No, not the same woman. Okay. Not all the right. same woman. I see, Like all the junior crewmen when they don't get names kind of. She stayed yeah. in engineering. Ah. And her movie night date went and got, right, 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 and right, got right. sucked in. And got yeah. webbed. Yeah. Right. I kind of, I, I do like that there's movie night because it's another one of those things that ties them more to yeah. the way we are. But I also like Archer's. Apparently not into it. And I like that whenever there's a thing on the ship that some people go to, I like that not everyone's into it. Yeah, exactly. Like, not on the Enterprise D, why did everyone go to a violin recital? Like, yeah, no, seriously. Not everyone's into that. Come nope. On. And Archer's is like, I'm not a movie guy. I'm, I'm a sports guy. That was one of the things that always bugged me about original or about ori- Next Gen. Next Gen, thank you. Was like, if I won the Enterprise, I don't give a shit about fucking Data's violin recital. I'd be fascinated to see an, an android try to do human stuff. Yeah, if you're like six, you've seen Data do plenty of stuff, and he invites. No, the, if you've been on the he ship invites for years. the crew to everything. No, <laughs> if you've been there for years, it's like okay, I saw one. By the way, crew, crewman Robotham, would you like to come up to the, my quarters later? I've invited everyone on the ship to the cat's birthday. Oh. You know what? I'll catch you later. I would go for Spot Six's birthday. <laughs> Maybe this one will live. <laughs> Worf snapped his neck again. Oh, shit. I thought Data kept doing it. That too. Was our theory. That's why spontaneously Spot went from male to female from one episode to the yep. next, because he kept killing Spot. He loves he, them so much. He does. He yeah. them until they're Oh, dead. Lenny, no. <laughs> Tell me about the kitties, Jordy. <laughs> well, I would if you'd stop breaking them. And Jordy didn't know what a cat was anyway. He's like, I thought cats would come when you call them and fetch sticks and stuff. What? No, you're thinking of dogs. I can understand the confusion. It's not like you've ever seen either of them. <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. That didn't come out the way it was supposed to. Yes, it did. <laughs> you meant that. Oh, man. You totally meant that, jerk. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, well, it was a good Porthos moment. I always like to point those out. Sure. He was the early detection, early monster detection system. He yep. stood up on his little hind legs. Yeah, he got up on Archer's bed and then, like, yeah. 
It was so cute. He was just like cute. in real life, a dog can always find a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how Hoshi could hear it too. She yeah. was like holding yeah, her ear the next, to the wall. She was the first person to. to well, we we've mentioned amazing. that she like they've shown before that she's like she's got good hearing. She's got good hearing, and she's like in touch with sort of the noises that the ship makes. Yeah, she knows when there's something that like that's the rumbling, and I can hear people yeah. talking. That's not either of those. What is that? No, there's not usually anything slithering in the ship. <laughs> not a lot of slithering sounds. No, I mean Malcolm's over there, so it's not him. Someone say say something about a bum. No. Are you talking about Vulcan sex again? Oh, God. Let me just get behind my plant and listen. <laughs> Put a glass to the door. <laughs> stop it. Just stop it. Uh, what Does anyone else like to see my collection of bum plugs? <laughs> I have over 47. They send me a new one every month. Do you mean butt plugs? No, I most certainly do not. Don't be vulgar. Do I look like a non-disgusting British person to you? I wonder if he has one of those raccoon tail butt plugs. You know I do. Because that's a thing. Yep. I've seen them. <laughs> that's a thing that apparently uh, a bunch of those tumblers, like tumblers devoted exclusively to raccoon tail butt plugs, follow Amanda. She's like, oh, I got a new follower. Oh, good. More raccoon tail butt plugs. <laughs> just what you need. We'll be, we'll be sitting in bed looking at our phones or whatever, yeah. and, she'll be, and she'll just say, oh, God damn it. Raccoon tail butt plugs. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Did you just have a stroke? This is my life. Yeah. She's like, oh, good. I'm another fan of my photography. Oh, no. It's just this thing again. Hey, I love your car. Yeah. <laughs> I love your photos of raccoon butt plugs. She's never taken a picture of that. <laughs> How did you get here? Yeah, exactly. Would you like to buy a raccoon tail butt plug? Oh, also, not, not to completely take us off the topic of uh-huh. raccoon tail butt plugs. <laughs> this episode brought to you by raccoon tail butt plugs. <laughs> and Squarespace. Um, there were some laser triangles in this episode. There was. You must have been excited about that. Yeah, they weren't as good at laser triangles as I'm used to. They were just inventing the laser triangle. They were for creating the, first time. the laser triangle. Canonically, was, this was the first. It's I was the birth of the triangle. Yes. Glad to be a part of that. You were there to see them Starfleet create the long-standing. Uh... But as a longtime Star Trek fan, I've seen better laser triangles than this. <laughs> well, of course, they perfected them by the 23rd and 24th century. Yeah, and so seeing their genesis was interesting. But, you know, as a true admirer of the laser triangle. As an aficionado. As an aficionado. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. That's the word you want. Yeah. As a cat aficionado. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cats look at laser pointers. Yep. So there you go. It all ties together. It's probably a good way to catch catfish, too. Catfish. Laser triangle. Distract them with a laser triangle. (laughs) Then just punch them in the face. Says here it's a catfish. The only way I know how to distract a cat is with with a laser pointer. This should work perfectly. Only they're underwater, which is an extra dimension, so we should triangulate. Now, hang on, I got a diagram here I think y'all should have a look at. <laughs> this, is my, this is my idea for an underwater, fourth-dimensional laser laser pointer. Ah, shit, it broke when I put it in the water. It's a new wave of catfishing. <laughs> All right, back to the old drawing board, I guess. Back to the old drawing boat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else? I actually, there was something that I really liked, um with uh dr fox when he actually has that conversation with malcolm mm-hmm. um and malcolm's oh, you mean being that's quote yeah, yeah when yeah. malcolm's being a raging fucking asshole dick yep um dr fox is he's he's an amazing actor i think yeah, he's, he's quite i think he does the part amazing and i think he's i just love his character anyway he's my favorite person on that crew but um he has such a way of being commanding and mm. in control and this is my medical bay and you are not going to be doing those things yep. without aggressive. yelling yeah. he's not yelling he's not aggressive he's not a dick he's just like no these are the rules you will play yeah, by the rules about yeah. it, but he's never like yeah exactly and you can just you can see it in his face you can hear it in his voice and it's mm. all just like a, a subtle firmness mm. without and against it's 
juxtaposed with with Malcolm's just like yelling fist pounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it's so gracious, and he does such an amazing job. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's my favorite thing about him, and also he's. He's what all the humans should be like. He's so excited to see stuff. Yeah. yeah. He wants to go to a new ship and, and spend the night over there. And he wants to cut a thing open, not to hurt it, but to find out how to help it. Mm-hmm. And like, that's his whole deal. And like, why aren't the other guys like this? Yeah. He's like the only excited science space guy. Yeah. Yeah. The the two aliens are the most like, T'Pol has her shit together and knows what the right thing to do is. And uh, Phlox is excited about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the humans are dicks. And bring on the new stuff. And I'm not yeah. going to judge it and be weird no. and yeah. inhumane with it. No. And like, even when he's, um, you know, taking the sample from the little tentacle thing, he's really gentle with mm-hmm. it. He's kind of talking to it like it's a pet. Yeah, he does um, that with all his like yeah. weird lab uh, yeah. and subjects, which I like. Mm-hmm. It makes him seem like, you know, he's really someone who respects and values other life like yeah. a scientist yeah. should. Yeah, I like it. He's honestly... As far as bedside manner goes, probably the best Star Trek doctor. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Like Bones was nice to his friends, but kind of, kind of an ass to most people. Yeah, and you know, Crusher. Ugh. And uh, less said the better. She was <laughs> yeah, kind yes. of arrogant. Uh huh. And the doctor was just, you know, an he's entertaining, ass. but mm-hmm. yeah, he was but, annoying as well. Yeah, he he didn't really put you at ease if you were hurt or sick. Though. Right. Oh, you're a human. You're weak. Oh, how terrible for you! I'm made of light, you know. <laughs> I bet Shut. this hurts. Would you I like, don't feel pain. Would you yeah. like me to sing for you? Ugh. No, yeah, this he's... must be after season three. No, thank you. <laughs> he's definitely my favorite doctor. So Yeah. Who, Fox? Yeah. Fox, yeah. Good, uh, he's got yeah. charisma, and yeah, I love him. But it's, like, not charm exactly. It's just cal- a sort of calming yeah. influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I like going to be okay. I like the idea of the alien representing the best of what Starfleet's supposed to be. <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh-huh, it but, is. You know. And his yeah. laboratory of curiosities. Yep. yep. All right. Anything else? Would you like to see my ferret? <laughs> What's a ferret? Yeah, I'd love to see it. That's so cool. Can we take it catfishing? <laughs> Anybody seen Trip? Last I saw, he was chasing my ferret down the hall with a with a string on a stick and a laser pointer. He said he had an idea. Get back here, you critter! <laughs> That's some kind of long-tailed calf, catfish with legs. <laughs> some kind of land catfish. <laughs> you mean a cat trip? What? I'm not following. You speaking right. gibberish over there? Hoshi, can you translate this for me? <laughs> I had a neighbor who spoke gibberish. <laughs> nice fella. Uh, Caitlin, you got an alternate title for us? I do. Somewhere. That's where it says alternate title. In the back. My alternate title is Quarantine, an educational essay of trial and error. Quite good. That was... That was Above average in writing, but you really sold it with your tongue. Like <laughs> It was like a six in writing, and then it was like an eight when you said it. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what do you got? Good question. Ah. In which Malcolm learns that torture is not always the answer. Ooh, to good, his detriment. A good in which. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen one of those in a while. Mine was Science Bros 2, A New Beginning. Yep, I'll tag it. Because, yeah, it's, it's, you know, not a, like kind of like the beginning of Laser Triangles. Not as good as the Science Bros with yep. Janeway and Seven, but, you know, yeah. it's a start. It's something. Yeah. All right. That's all for this time. We are nearing the end of this season. Um, One down, three to go. We got two more pairs of uh, of, of episodes to go, mm-hmm. and that's it for this season. So uh, if, you, if you're thinking about writing to us for the supplemental, it is postatomichorror at Gmail. We'd love mm-hmm. to hear from you. We already have a lot of mail. 
And uh, we'd be interested in hearing what you have to say. Also, if you want uh, PA t-shirts, they are available. They .com. They're, The links are right there. Uh, check it out. And uh, that money will be going to Vishal, who designed the logo and never got paid for it. Because yep. he just gave it to us. Yep. And he's I such a nice him, person. So. Uh -huh. Yeah. he's He was so gracious back in the days when we had no money to yep. give him that we can finally, like, rectify that and pay him. So, so seven years later. Let's do that. <laughs> buy, buy a shirt. Get Vishal paid. Mm -hmm. So uh, Also, review... Apple iPod thing, I think it's called now. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> Maybe. Review Apple. <laughs> Raccoon tail butt plug. <laughs> See you, folks. <laughs> the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2017. Please don't sue us. We're, we're, we're still just doing this.